Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 42 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, we all value getting better, but how do you know where to start and what progress you might be making? Well, it may be time to start having a staff meeting with yourself. We'll be talking about that on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast. With your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Reinventure Me podcast. I'm Larry Gates and I'm here with my co-host, Armin Asadi. And we are here to talk about what's next in life. What's going on in your life, What Larry? is next in your life there, Armin? Know. I'll arm wrestle you for it. <laughs> <laughs> same day. Same same day, different channel? <laughs> Something. <laughs> well, we, uh, we have, I know... Between Armin and myself, we have so many things going on in our lives that it's kind of hard to even debrief on that question, but it's been a crazy week for me. Really? What's been going on? Oh, just uh, trying to do a few uh, product launches, I think, as you know, and getting ready to get out of town. So I feel like a lot of things are compressed down to a very short window of time. Right. Do you ever get the feeling that the squeeze no, of time is never. coming on you? I don't procrastinate. No, no. Well, it wasn't procrastination as much as it is just having over-optimistic uh, assessment of what I can get done in the available time. <laughs> Sounds normal. You know, I tend to plan my days based on the energy at the moment, which is usually high when I start planning it. I don't anticipate the fact that I'm not going to have that peak level of energy throughout the whole day. You run into that problem too? Uh, only once a day, twice a day. <laughs> Well, one of the things we're going to talk about today is how do you know how you're getting better? And there are times when we have to take inventory of our lives, and this is one of those inventory sessions. Uh, I originally wrote a blog post about this, and I found that as I've been meeting with people and having them think about what uh, they are looking to achieve in their own life, it's sometimes helpful to have a staff meeting with yourself. We're going to talk about how to do that today. But I think we've got to tee up some inspiration first. Let's do it. All right. Today's inspiration comes from Victor Hugo. He's the writer of Les Miserables. He said, the future has several names. For the weak, it is impossible. For the faint-hearted, it is unknown. But for the valiant, it is ideal. Mm. Ah, that's so good. Yeah. I'm glad you found that. Let's be valiant. (laughs) Yeah, nobody knows what that is anymore. What is valiant nowadays? Let's be valiant. Let's uh, just, yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to be weak and feel like things are impossible or faint-hearted by the unknown. But I live there too often. Right. It's just even my comment earlier about this sense of all the stuff I've got to get done is coming from a position of weakness. Hmm. Feeling like it's impossible. Right. Or faint-hearted that I'm fatigued. Right. But hey, I can get it done, so I'll be valiant. And it's ideal. And that's ideal. <laughs> All right, I feel better already. So regardless of whether you're inspired or not by or inspire me, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters, Larry. 
<laughs> oh, well, let's get into today's topic here. I mean, because I think it's kind of an interesting one. And it's a, this is a, you might file this episode in the tools and technique tips that might be something you can pull out at some point in time uh, in your uh, assessment of yourself. But, you know, way back in 1997, Tom Peters wrote an article for Fast Company called The Brand of You. Hmm. And way back, in episode 19, right. <laughs> we talked about personal branding. Yeah. You know, it almost seems like it was way back in 1997 that we had that <laughs> episode, right? But uh, what Tom Peters sparked with that article was a whole discussion, really a dialogue around thinking about personal branding and, and who you are and the person of you and, and really the idea of you, Inc. And apart from the branding part of this, one of the things that's really helpful is to start thinking about, well, if you are you, Inc., if you think about yourself as your own enterprise, hmm. how do you improve that enterprise? Hmm. And it's one thing to talk about, all right, well, I want, I want to get better. Yeah, I mean, I know you do. Of you course. strive to do that. I strive to do that. But sometimes you go, wow, what do I get better in? And how do I know if I am getting better? And what are ways in which I can at least put some priorities around betterment? Right. Because there are so many things that will tell you, do this, do that, and... This show has, I don't know, 42 episodes already of here's some things you can get better in. Right. There's no shortage of people and advice on how to get better. But the question is really, what do you know to get better at? So we want to have this idea here about seeing yourself as CEO and as CEO of, your, of yourself, of you, Inc., to conduct a staff meeting with yourself. I like that. I like that a lot. But I have to be honest with you, I, I wasn't really sure where you were going with this. So I, I'm, I'm going to be asking you some questions along the way. So sure. starting with this part is what do you actually mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get down to the fundamentals, right? right. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> I'm kind of wrapping my brain around it, but I'm just trying to make sure I track along. Well, this is your permission, Armin, to get schizophrenic with yourself. Okay. <laughs> All right. There are times when you have to go out to the woodshed and give yourself a good talking to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so this is the orderly way in which you have that conversation. Okay. And so basically I am saying, give yourself permission to talk to yourself about yourself. I know it sounds kind of strange, but the benefit of doing it this way is that you can create some structure around what you're doing. And sometimes it helps for us to just, instead of feeling like, uh, things are not working the way we want, or there are so many things that I want to do, I don't know what to do next. Instead of all that confusion, or maybe even that shame that maybe you I'm so defective, I, I'm hopeless. Yeah. You know, I've got to be out in the woodshed a long time. <laughs> um, that it gives you a way of thinking about it with some level of detachment. So if I think about myself as a CEO over myself, then I can, I can put on different hats. Okay. So basically we're saying, be the CEO of yourself. Now that's not to say that God isn't your ultimate CEO, but you have a stewardship responsibility over how you live your life. Right. So imagine you're seeing yourself as that steward over all the affairs of your life. How do you evaluate that? Well, you're saying it in terms of seeing yourself as a business. Um, so you as the CEO, there's functions of a business that you're overseeing. So That's are you right. talking in terms of like my marketing guy, my HR guy? Yeah, my... exactly. Okay. So imagine as a CEO now of yourself, you're calling all those yous into the room. Okay. All right. So how many of me's are there? So well, how many? How, well, let's talk, let me ask you. In a, in a business, what are some of the functions of a business? Uh, fundamental sales. Yep. Marketing. Marketing. HR. Mm -hmm. Finance. Yep. 
and a missing one. Well, he, our research and development is a big one. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they got to build the products. Yes. So let's just work with those five. So you, you've got sales and marketing, human resources, finance, and R&D. <laughs> See, you forgot it too. <laughs> yeah, it's catchy. <laughs> so imagine that what you're doing here now, this is the, the kind of time where you need to just take some time away where you can be undisturbed for a while. But imagine now that you take out a blank piece of paper, all right? Okay. And draw six circles. Now, if you can do this at home uh, while you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and do this. If you're driving, uh, don't do this. <laughs> Just imagine in your mind without closing your eyes that, that there are six circles, uh, one circle in the middle surrounded by five. Okay. So you, you're, the, you're the one in the middle when you're the CEO. All right. Okay. So, so put in the middle circle right in the CEO. Okay. And then around the outside five circles right in each of those functional areas. So, so you have sales. So in a one. circle in the middle, CEO, yep. draw a line, draw another circle, sales, draw another line, draw another circle, marketing, marketing. and so on. And yep, try. all the way around. So okay. it looks almost looks like a funny looking spider. So okay. you've got uh, these five circles with lines going each to them, each labeled sales, marketing, human resources, R&D. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to trip up on that. And finance. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea then is you... Imagine that you're assembling each of those different roles that you need to take in your own personal development into a meeting. Okay. And you want to have a constructive staff meeting, right? Okay. Now, this this idea of having the staff meeting uh, came to me as I was helping some people that were going through job loss. So, you know, you can imagine a situation where somebody's having a staff meeting with themselves after they just got fired. Yeah. Okay. So the CEO comes into the room assembles all of the yous yourself. So you're in the room and you're, you're having this conversation with yourself. Yeah. And you say, I'm going to break this to you all. We've just been fired by our client. Now, when you're working for someone, it's as if you are working for a client of one. It's, it's no different than if you're a consultant or an entrepreneur or whatever. You might have many clients that you're servicing, but you're, when you're working in a job, you have a client. Right. That client is the one who is paying you a salary. And when you lose a job, you've lost your client. Mm-hmm. So if you think of yourself as a business, when you're working in a, in a job, you're working as a dedicated with a dedicated client. Mm. And when you lose your job, you've lost the client. Mm-hmm. So the CEO of that business yourself is now saying, oh, we lost our client. What, what is that going to mean for us? What do, what do we need to do here? What's going on? Why did that happen? Or what do we need to do to get out of that? So the CEO might say, I... I want to talk about what we're going to do to move on from here. We've lost a client. It's irreparable. We're not going back. So we've got to move forward. All right. And the CEO is trying to keep a positive, hopeful attitude, knowing that the rest of the team might be in a little bit discouraged. Right. So he says to the sales guy, all right, so what have you got for me? Sales, you're supposed to be the one going out and getting new clients. So let's stop right there and ask you a question. So sales. So if I'm talking to say Armin, the VP of sales guy. Yeah. Armin, the CEO, is talking Talk to, to Armin, Armin the, the VP of sales. C- yeah. Right. So what, what is my role as VP of sales for myself? What yeah. am I selling? Yeah. So what you're selling, if you're, uh, if you're looking for a job, yeah. what you're selling is yourself as okay. an employee. Okay. So then what, what is marketing? And what marketing is, is marketing is positioning yourself as being different from all the other employees so that you have the biggest chance of success to win that position. Okay. And would networking be tied into that as like a, a 
creating opportunities to sell yourself. Correct. Maybe? Think okay. about networking as prospecting. So okay. in the traditional role of sales. Okay. So the conversation might be the CEO says, Armin, the CEO says to Armin, the salesperson, hey, so what have you got for me? Yeah. And Armin, the salesperson says, I ain't got nothing. Right. Now, well, I've been heads down with you here working on this company and right. we haven't been networking at all. All I've been doing is working for this one company. This kind of caught me off guard. Okay. All right. And the CEO goes, well, you know, you should probably always be networking. So let's learn that in the future. Even when we go get a new job, mm -hmm. let's always keep options open for the future. Mm. But for now, what do we need to do to go get a new job? Got it. Okay. All right. Armin, the sales guy, would write down a few things. What, what might he write down? In terms of what? What actions might he write down? For a sales? For sales. Cold calling, start, prospecting. Yeah. So I'm going to start calling my friends. Yeah. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a list of all the people I need to reach out to. Right. I'm going to start looking at databases of possible prospects, which might be monster.com. Yep. Might be where all the ads are if you're LinkedIn, looking for a job. LinkedIn. As Vivica would all, tell us to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that's the sales action, right? Yep. A sales guy might have a few comments as well. Mm -hmm. You know, he might tell the marketing guy, "Well, it'd be a lot better off if we had something different to to sell." Yeah. You know, cuz I haven't gone out to sell myself. I'm now 55, right? Yeah. And the market is looking for people that are 40. Yep. You know, my skill set is 10 years old. Hmm. And so the CEO then might say, "Okay, well, so marketing, what are your thoughts about that?" And the marketing guy might say, well, that's true. We're 10 years out of date, but if we change where we go look for work and, and if we change a little bit about what we say about ourselves, if we polish up the resume, make it look a little bit better, if we go get some testimonials that are some customer references and, and we can start improving our LinkedIn profile and get out on social media, then I think we can improve our shot at getting prospects. Because what does a marketing person do? they get more prospects for the salesperson to right. make the close. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you go around the page. So now you have a few actions for the sales guy or mean the sales guy. And that is, I got to get out there networking. So you move over to the marketing bubble and the marketing bubble guy says, okay, well I can prove my LinkedIn profile. I can, mm -hmm. I can look at my resume. I can start looking at a uh, different job markets that might be appropriate for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the, Marketing guy says, you know, but, you know, honestly, Armin, CEO, you can only put so much lipstick on a pig, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, right. I mean, fact of the matter is we haven't really done anything to improve our skills in 10 years. And so now the CEO might turn to R and D and say, well, what do you got to say about that? Hmm. You know, so the R and D Armin says, right. Yep. Nothing's happened much in 10 years in my department either. Cause right. I, I've let that go because I've been working on this antiquated system or or this technology or this thing that our client has wanted and now no longer needs and now i'm sitting here without much to do about that right. well ceo would say that's okay that's where we're at but how do we change that hmm. so the r d guy would say well maybe there's some training some new things we can go on so there are action steps that the r d person can go to okay and that don't leave out human resources so human resources is responsible for your own vitality Human resources is, is responsible for making sure that the morale and the energy is up so that you can keep doing all this stuff. So the CEO is going to turn to the human resources person and say, so how are things going on human resources? Hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of feeling depressed. Right. 
you know, the, the truth of the matter is the employees are, are, are losing their morale. Right. Okay. So the CEO would say to the human resources person, so what can we do to improve some of the things in, in the morale? Okay. Well, I need to get around some positive people. I need to connect with some others. Uh, some of these things, if I start going out and doing it, I think will improve morale. Hmm. Basically, without a vision, the people perish, Mr. CEO. And so I think if we can just get a vision for what our future looks like, then I think the morale will come and that will improve. And maybe what I need, we need to do is get a coach. Yeah. I need to get somebody that can help you coach through this. So, okay. I, one of the things that you do, Larry, is you're, I mean, that's one of the products you're launching right now, strategic CEO, mm -hmm. where you're consulting strictly CEOs. Right. And so I guess one of the good questions for me to ask you would be, what makes a good CEO? If I'm going to play the CEO of my own company or myself, and I'm going to be talking to the other versions of me as weird as it is to say that, what makes a good CEO? How do I know if I'm playing that role in an appropriate way for me. Yeah, that's a great question because usually what happens, uh, at least I found personally, this is what happens. When I start to take this kind of inventory for myself, it becomes a, a hatchet job. <laughs> you know, I said, take mm -hmm. you out to the woodshed. Right. And then usually I come back in parts and body bags, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I usually come back. <laughs> and if you, if you think about, if you are the CEO of, of yourself and if you, are the, if you are conducting a staff meeting as CEO, then your job as CEO is two things. One is to set the vision for a future, okay. right? To say that the, the future is worth hanging in there for and worth pursuing. Okay. The second thing is, is that you want to inspire all those people that work for you. So what's a little self-inspiration that can, that can help you as the VP of sales, you as the VP of marketing, you as the VP of finance, the VP of R&D, the VP of Human Resources. Right. That's your job as the CEO. And if you look at some of the things that makes CEOs of companies successful, applying those same traits to this exercise is vital. Okay, what are those traits? I want to know Well, well first of all, what CEOs ask tough questions. Right. They don't steer clear of the hard questions. I mean, that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? Is because right. they're willing to lean into the challenging questions of the organization. So... First and foremost, and this is why this is a really hard exercise to do, is that you have to be willing to ask yourself hard, hard questions. Okay. And the value of this exercise is that you're actually doing it in a structured way that looks at all pieces that you might otherwise skirt. All right. And the key is, as a CEO, is always find the thing that you're resistant to. Hmm. If it's in sales, in other words, if I'm saying, you know, I'm okay doing all this stuff. I just don't like meeting people or asking for work or doing any of that stuff. Which is a, how very often I hear a lot of my introverted friends say. Yeah, absolutely. That's not my thing. I right. don't want to do it. And that's where the CEO needs to lean in the most energy. Yeah. That's where you have to sit there and go, okay, I am going to discipline myself to really think this through. Hmm. And to ask myself, what are things that I can do? They don't have to be grand. Yeah. They just need to be a next step mm -hmm. because otherwise we get stuck okay. and you'll spiral in. So ask tough questions. Ask tough questions. Don't get yourself off the hook. Find what you're resisting and go there. Okay. Uh, second thing, great CEOs are great listeners. Yeah. They, they ask a question and then they shut up. <laughs> okay. And, and they listen for the answer. So, okay. Back to... I, again, it's a weird situation. I'm talking to myself, basically. Yeah, so how, how do I become a good listener of myself? Right. The, and that's a great question. 
the way you do that in this exercise is you have to write. Oh, okay. You have to write things down. So it's basically you're recording what you're saying to yourself. When you put something on paper, so for instance, we're going through these five circles that are around the inner circle, and you go over to the sales thing, and you go, well, the, the report from sales is, the report is, we have no prospects, okay. right? Then you write down, well, what are the action steps that we can take All right. on sales? So you write it down. Okay. And the more you write down, the more clarity you get. And when you write it down on paper, it creates and crystallizes your own resolve. And I think also your energy toward making some changes and some steps there. Okay. So writing down is the same as listening. Yeah. When you're the CEO of your staff. It's almost a practice of active listening. Right. It is. It Perfect. Is. Okay. Yeah. What, what comes after listening? Well, so then good CEOs also create, they think about the options that exist in front of them. Remember now, a CEO's purpose is not to let the company sit in status quo or decline. Mm-hmm. CEO's business is to help create value in the company. Right. So if you see yourself as a role of CEO of yourself, you're going to always ask the question, how can I increase my value? So they're thinking options. What are the options that we have in front of us? So when the CEO is having the conversation with a salesperson, they're always asking, okay, and what else can you do? And what else can you do? They're in brainstorming mode. They're thinking as creatively as possible. If you only allow yourself one action to write down one action and then you go on, you're not staying with it. Hmm. You're, you're allowing the resistance of it to push you away from it. Hmm. Your better solution is not going to be usually your first idea that you come to. Hmm. Now you may do the first idea you came to, but you're far better off if you lean into it and generate as many options as you can. Okay. Fourth thing that a CEO does is a CEO has to decide. They decide what's most important. At the end of the day, the buck stops with the CEO. They're the ones that make the, the big decisions about the, where a company moves. Right. That's the same that is true with you. When you look at all the stuff after you've gone around and had a staff meeting with yourself and you've talked to all five circles and you've got action plans on all five circles, you have to decide which one of those are most important. Right. Because you can't do them all simultaneously. And as I said, you should do as many option development as you can. But by definition, you can't execute on all of them. Yeah, I mean, you have to prioritize for your company. Correct. You prioritize for your company because you have limited resources. And yep. guess what? You only have 24 hours a day and you'll have only have so much time to spend. Yeah. And back to our prelude conversation, right? Yeah. So you, you've got to decide which ones are most vital. Now, when you have it written down on paper, it's often easier to get clarity around what are those issues that are most likely to bring about change in a number of areas. It's typical that you would have some idea that will have an effect across a number of the different areas. So for instance, if it's uh, in R&D that says, hey, if I, t- if I get certified in this particular program, it opens up all kinds of opportunities. Well, that might be it. Maybe the thing is, is to spend 30 days or whatever it takes to get certified in some new training to upgrade your skills. You meet right. new people. That extends your networking, gets you new prospects, changes your marketing, and it, it might be one of those things that, that has a multiplying effect. That makes sense. Is there anything else? Yeah, the last thing I think great CEOs do is they, they celebrate, right? They, they know that wherever you need to go to requires that you build on where you are, and you celebrate those little achievements that are along the way. Yeah. They don't spend time beating up the past mm. because you cannot change anything that's happened in the past. Hmm. You can only change what's going to happen in the future. Got it. 
So that's the, that's the last thing. And, and it's one of the hardest things I think to do is for ourselves, especially if we go through this exercise, we go, oh, there are so many things here, but find ways in which you can celebrate your, uh, your outcome. So here's what I like about what you're saying. Cause I, it was really confusing for me when you said it at first, you mm-hmm. know, I, and it was not just confusing, but it was a little weird. It is weird for me. And I was, God, do I, do I need to do something else that my wife is going to think I'm even crazier than she already thinks I am? <laughs> I've now, seen your wife and all the flip charts that she has. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's systematic. She's CEO of you and her. <laughs> Absolutely. I submit. Yeah. It's almost a very simple way of categorizing the the different priorities you have in your life and the different decisions that you have to make. And it allows you a way to basically separate all the different decisions that you have to make. Once you categorize and separate it, you list out all the things that you need to focus on. You, it'll help you pinpoint where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and it takes you to a place where you can easily categorize what your priorities are even. So even though it sounded weird at first, that actually is really useful for me in terms of prioritizing, categorizing, and just being able to make a decision based on those different things. So yeah, I look, actually like it. You're right. And it's really just a very simple device for organizing how you think about what you need to do next right. in your life in order to make yourself better. Yeah. But oftentimes we either don't lean into it and think about it mm-hmm. in a systematized way, or we get so overwhelmed that there are so many changes we think we need to make that it discourages us and we don't need to even know what to do next. Mm. Or we choose to do something that's not as critical or as vital as some other thing that we could do. Yeah, and I and I and I really like the the just how you started uh, as the key characteristic of a good CEO of asking tough questions because I think there's you know times that you're just going to avoid asking yourself the tough questions. Like, for example, my introverted friends, they hate networking, mm-hmm. they hate marketing themselves, they hate promoting themselves, mm-hmm. and if you ask that tough question. Can your business, if you look at yourself as a business, can you really exist without marketing? Because mm-hmm. if it can, then you're just saying all oh, the pressure is on sales. And then you ask yourself, do you really have the capacity to make up for marketing? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, this is so clever. I would have never came up with this. Yeah. And, it, and that's a great line of questioning, actually. I mean, because if you think about it, I don't think you can really get rid of any of those five circles that we've been talking about. Right. You know, you, if you got rid of HR and you didn't have that personal vitality mm-hmm. and, and sense of, of achievement and things that you would celebrate in that way, right. then you don't have sustainability. Right. Obviously got rid of the finance person. We didn't talk much about finance, yeah. but he's the guy that's asking, okay, how do we fund all this? You know, uh, yeah. what's the reality of our financial situation? How much time do we have with the finances that we have to make the decision that we need to make or yeah. get the next client in the door? Yeah. And oftentimes here's what happens when somebody gets laid off. It's the VP of finance that has the loudest voice in the room mm-hmm. and all the other voices get shut down. And so mm-hmm. what ends up happening is, is they jump to the next job because they're trying to pay a bill mm-hmm. and they haven't, they haven't listened to all the other voices that might actually get them to a better job faster. Mm-hmm. But they're, because they're panicking they're listening to the loudest voice in the room, which happens to be coming from the finance person. That's usually the case when somebody gets laid off. Mm. It's so clever. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. Well, obviously we're coming to the end of the show here. So what's a simple challenge that we could walk away with? Well, very simple challenge is basically do it. Ah, okay. 
I guess I could have came up. It's with the <laughs> it's, it's the Nike challenge, right? Yeah, just it's a, it. try this. See see how it works for you. Mm. I'd love for our listeners to give this a try to to take out a sheet of paper, put CEO in the middle, put the circles around it: sales, marketing, R and D, HR, finance, yeah. and have a staff meeting with yourself. Yeah, and then report back on our show notes. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool. That'd be great to hear what some of the takeaways were. Well, we're out of time for this episode, and and we'd love for you to take on that challenge and and uh, have a staff meeting with yourself. Uh, report back on our show notes at reinventure.me slash 42, since this is episode 42. And we sure hope you enjoyed this show. If you did, please let your friends know. Uh, leave us a comment on our show notes or call us on our show line at 612-314-5447. So until next week, we have a special guest coming next week, don't we, Ermin? Oh my gosh, yes we do. And if- I'm a- Somewhat of a groupie. In fact, it fits right into this episode, too. It does. Because uh, next week, we're going to hear from Stephen Schiffman. And Stephen is an expert in sales. So if you want to start in that sales bucket on your staff meeting with you, you don't want to miss next week's episode with Stephen Schiffman. And until then, this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. Saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.